Welcome back, friend, to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia, and I'm an intuitive development and manifestation mentor, also the host of this beautiful show. I'm really excited that you get to hear this episode today. I know you're going to take away so much gold, and you're going to love it. Today, I'm sitting down with Francesca Phillips, and Francesca is the creator of something called The Good Space, which is a blog and a podcast. Make sure to check the show notes. Everything is there. You're going to want to check it out. So Francesca helps people live and enjoy a more balanced and present life, and she does this by combining spirituality, psychology, and productivity to create her own way of doing things. You're going to just love this. Doesn't spirituality psychology and productivity when those all come together that's just a magical trifecta right there so you're gonna love the way that Francesca talks about something called anchor habits you're gonna want to hear what this is and how her life actually reached a rock bottom where she was feeling unfulfilled and feeling like she didn't have a purpose and really just feeling lost. And in that moment, what she did is she created a routine and it absolutely changed her life. This morning routine ended up being the springboard to so many other things in her life, including her current business. You're going to want to hear her story and how she really talks about that. I also love that she talks about how anchor habits prime us for joy. And you're, I just, doesn't that just resonate with you, right? Having habits that prime you for joy. And I love how she talks about the fact that we're doing habits anyway. We might as well create ones that really fulfill us, even if it's two minutes or half an hour. She just, the way she breaks this down is so amazing. And she also teaches, or she shares with us how she teaches you to create your own routine. So you're going to get so much out of this. Make sure to go check out Francesca and The Good Space on all the social and her podcast. Like I said, the links are in the show notes. She also has a free guide for creating your own morning routine, which I got. I love it. So that is in the notes as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Francesca onto the show. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Francesca. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I know that I'm also going to learn a lot, as always. <laughs> I sometimes selfishly have guests on because I'm like, I know that if I want to hear this, my audience wants to hear this. So I'm excited today to tap in and talk about habits and creating habits and really creating that balance in your life like I know that you teach. So could you start off by just sharing with everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, definitely. So. I, my name is Francesca Phillips, 
And I recognize that so many people struggle to find spiritual wisdom and mindfulness practices that work with their modern busy lives. Um, Over the years, I just, you know, I've always been into like the Eckhart Tolle books, the, you know, Wayne Dyer, all those things. And I would try to share things with people. And then they would later look it up and then come back to me and say, you know what? I went online to look up alignment, manifesting mindfulness, and I came up empty, up empty handed, essentially. Like they just felt like it was so confusing and then they just abandoned it altogether. And so when I recognized this, I thought no one should have to struggle to figure this stuff out. Like we are inherently created to live, you know, spiritually, expansively, divinely. And we somehow forget it through our conditioning. And I was like, this shouldn't be a problem for people. And so um, I started a business called The Good Space, which is essentially a community. And it also has other resources to help people simplify this. Like, how can you be mindful and spiritual now? How can you start today without feeling like you have to read all the books, you know, download all the resources or whatever so that you can start feeling peace now? And so that's like my main focus and passion right now. And I also run a copywriting business. So I help brands and businesses with their branding, their websites, all the good stuff. And before that, I'm kind of walking like backwards here, but before that I lived in Switzerland for three years and that's where I actually created the good space because I had been uprooted from my life in Los Angeles where I was working in the music industry for six and a half years. I discovered that it wasn't something that aligned with my values, at least where I was at that time, even though I was so passionate about music, I was working with some of the biggest stars in the world um, at their management company. And it, it was a really cool experience, but I realized that I had values. And then a lot of the experiences I was having in that industry really conflicted. And so I ended up getting like some marketing job for like six months. And then my now husband and I, we got engaged and then moved to Switzerland for his job. And it was there that I essentially just felt uprooted. Like all of a sudden I was married. I didn't have a home to come back to because we had just moved to another country. I didn't know the language. I never, I've never been to Europe, much less just live there. And so I felt like I was doing all these firsts all at once. And when I first got there, I was like depressed for three or four months. Like I didn't leave my apartment. I was just watching Netflix. I was basically soothing myself in a way that I didn't realize was destructive. Now I can look back and see that. And it was after those three or four months that I finally woke up one day and was like, I am so tired of not waking up with purpose. I need to figure out how I can keep my skills up because I can't legally work in this country. But when I go back to America, I need to have something to show that I've been keeping busy. I can't just keep sitting here, but I also feel like I have no purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that was the moment that I realized I've been hearing about morning routines. Like I feel like God was planting those seeds. Either my friend talked about it or I read an article about it's the synchronicity, right? And so I was ready to receive that information. And so I remember telling myself, tomorrow you are waking up with purpose. And so I pulled up articles on morning routines and I cobbled one together and I was just like, this sounds good. So I woke up the next day and I did my morning routine and I haven't looked back since. Like that literally changed my whole life. Like I know it with a fact and, you know, it took some testing. It took some like patience because 
it was hard to keep it, you know, consistent, but now I can't go a day without it. And I know it was because of that moment that I'm doing what I'm doing now. Wow. That's so amazing that when you're saying like tomorrow, I'm going to wake up with purpose. First of all, like full body goosebumps. (laughs) That's like, like you said, you were ready to receive it. You were ready to shift it. It's interesting that you leapt from that to morning routine. It's like you had been seeing the synchronicities. You'd been feeling this lack of purpose. It's almost like the perfect, beautiful storm where you, because some people, if they say like tomorrow, I'm going to wake up with purpose, they don't think of a morning routine. They think like, I'm going to go to school or I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to whatever right? So it's neat that you started, it's like almost like you knew purpose started within and you started with a morning routine. So what was that routine that you was the first rickety routine you created? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I know it was like a combination of something I'd read by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and then a little bit of what my friend Taylor had done. And like, I'm sure part of it had to do with like reciting affirmations or um, journaling and like all these other things. Like just, yeah, I can't remember the exact specifics, but I remember thinking, okay, that sounds good. Dr. Mm -hmm. Hardy. Okay, great. That sounds good with Taylor. And I like reading. So, okay, I'll add that. And it was just like, yeah, it was like very, um, I don't know, like, but I did end up changing it because the whole idea was, okay, this doesn't feel right. And it's meant to make you feel more aligned and expansive And so when I wasn't feeling that, I knew, okay, maybe it's the time. Like maybe I need to spend more time or less time, or maybe there's another activity that I'd like better, or maybe this one doesn't really align with me because I remember at least some of it was more masculine in nature. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I needed feminine at that time. So I think I removed a lot of the masculine type of things and then added more feminine. So Mm. yeah. It's cool because that's really how things go, you know, from an outsider's perspective, they would look at you now and go, oh, she's like the habits and routines queen. She's just got this. It's easy. But it's so refreshing to hear that at the beginning, like, first of all, you're unsure, you're insecure about sort of what a routine is and how you should do it. And you're piecing it together like patchwork. It sounds like me when I started doing anything, listening to my intuition, building my business, like I didn't know what I was doing, right? But it's through that listening to the call that you start to piece together and over time develop something that works and will always be shifting. So that's really neat for you to just to hear that because especially with habits and routines, I think it's easy to think, oh, it just comes naturally to her. No, it definitely does not. Especially as a creative spirit. Like I was always writing, songwriting, singing. Like I was a very creative artistic person which is why I went to go work in the music industry. And I feel like it was so against my nature to even think about habits. Mm. Um, So yeah, I'm really grateful that I felt inspired to do that because otherwise I don't know where, where I would be. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about how that did change your life? Like what started, what was the ripple effect of that simple sort of act of changing your morning routine? Sure. Yeah. So first I, I, looking back, I didn't, I didn't know this then, but now looking back with what I know, we are doing habits anyway. So whether you're conscious or aware of them or not, it doesn't matter because you're doing them. And so I think I realized at that time that, okay, my habit was to wake up and be scared and fearful and small and watch Netflix and do all these things. And so I'm going to actually consciously decide what those habits are and, and shift it and change it. And so I remember like 
the first couple of days, it was like I woke up and I was excited. I hadn't felt that in a long time. I was actually excited for the potential of the day. I was ready to like try new things. Like it's almost like having the routine gave me a sense of security because I knew what was going to happen as soon as I woke up. I didn't have to worry about a call or an email or whatever. It's like, no, my morning routine is the first thing I do. And that makes me happy. And so I remember feeling hopeful again and secure. And then as time went on, um, I, you know, I had been reading a lot of books. And so I started feeling more inspired to create content online, to share it with people and to connect with people who liked the same things. And then from there, it started into, oh, I love writing. Let me try to start editing things for people. Let me try starting writing blogs on Medium, right? And so it, it snowballed into like, okay, now I'm in creation mode. And then from there, I actually wrote an article on morning routines on Medium and it went viral. Like it went crazy. And I created a morning routine guide, like thousands of people downloaded it. I had people from other companies reaching out to me, asking me to create courses for their like, you know, email list or like different things. And it was actually quite overwhelming. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, and I, and yeah. And so that really, I I know without a doubt, I could not have been open to that had I not started my routine. And then from there I started like, you know, exploring more in the world and just with friends. And like, I started hearing the same thread of thought of like, I want to be spiritual or I want to be more peaceful, but I feel like it's impossible. I don't know how. And so that's when I, you know, started the good space. And then from there I started getting more clients um, for copywriting. And so when we moved back to the States, you know, I started a full-blown copywriting business and then I'm running the podcast on the good space. So really, really and truly it's because of that, that I, I've been able to feel like I can handle those things. Like before I didn't feel like I was capable or I was able to handle those things. So, um, I, I definitely give all the credit to that moment and to that change. Wow. It's so cool. Cause, um, I really do believe that part of our purpose, if we could say that, although I know that's a big buzzword, but the way in which we help others, whether it's you know in our community, in our family, or on a stage or whatever, the way in which we help others is the way that we need help. It was at once and still and ongoing, the place where we need, you know, our biggest transformation point. And so it's neat that that simple morning routine catapulted and sort of allowed, I almost see like a domino, like this led to this and this led to this and this led to this so that now you're helping people with that routine. And the cool part about it is even now without your morning routine, you couldn't show up and serve all of us without the routines and habits you've created in your life. So it's like this ongoing circle of growth, really. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I really truly understand that saying that you have to fill yourself up first. I mean, you really do because if you're not aligned and in a good place, then I feel like nothing really powerful or good can come from that. So it's really like your duty to to be the most aligned and joyful version of yourself. Mm. Oh my goodness. I love that. It is. It's like it's your birthright and it's also your job. Like, (laughs) you know, it kind of is if you want to show up in sort of the highest good and create this life of maximum expression, which the people that are listening to this and your audience are those people, you have to, like you kind of just have to treat it like this is my responsibility to show up in my light and I'm going to do what it takes to get there. Um, So can you then 
share with us more about habits, the power of habits, and something you had mentioned to me, which is anchor habits. Can you tell us all about that and how this transforms your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one thing that I like to share with people at the beginning of the guide that I have for download is... um, when you're when you're about to do a change in your habits, like I ask them to commit to two things that you'll show up every day in your life, whether you like it or not, and that you'll take action because any change that you make, there's always going to be resistance. There's always going to be ups and downs. And then the second thing is to prime yourself for joy every morning by investing time in what fills you up. And essentially that's like what a morning routine is. But as long as you have that promise to yourself, like I will make sure that I'll show up every day, whether I feel like it or not, because we all know that feelings are not who we are. We can separate from those and decide what we want to do with them so they don't have to control our action. They don't have to take the driver's seat if we don't want them to. And then priming yourself for joy. So I like to call them anchor habits. and But when I say them, I mean morning routine and evening routine because just the idea of like, okay, I have anchors at the beginning and end of my day. So that feels secure, that feels nice and calming. So essentially when you're ready to create that morning routine for yourself, I actually heard a while ago on a podcast, first of all, that if you know your personality type, that will help you create a routine that actually sticks. Because there are a lot of people who will stop their routine because they think, oh, it's too boring. Or I don't really, you know, I don't really want to, you know, be around people when I do it or whatever the reasoning may be. And then they stop their routine. Um, Or it could be, you know, an excuse like, well, I have kids and two jobs, which actually one of my readers was in that position. He's like, I work, I have three kids, I'm a single dad and I have two jobs. And I never thought it would ever be possible for me to have a morning routine. And then he read my article and he's like, oh my gosh, like I can spend 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be hours. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m., so there's that. <laughs> like there's a lot of obstacles we place in in our way to do these things, but really it's more about you and what's right for you. And so the thing I ask you to think about is are you practical? Like do you like routine and you know too much variety freaks you out? Okay, if that's the case then you need a highly structured morning routine to anchor you in the morning. Um if you're an action type person, you need variety. Like too much routine and structure is really boring to you. And I know a lot of creatives have told me they're really worried about the structure because what if I can't create? What if I can't be creative? And it's like, well, just pick something new every morning, like alternate what you're doing so that it satiates that desire for variety. And then if you're someone who's social, you love being around people and you do better, not in isolation. So maybe your routine and the way that you feel anchored is fitness classes with other people or like taking a walk with a friend or daily check-ins, something that involves another person. Um, And then if you're more emotional, it's similar to practical where you need the same thing every day, but you are more sensitive and introverted. So like you would probably have more quiet time and introspection. So maybe journaling or praying or like things that is just you and yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I would figure out first which of those you fall within and think about what routine would actually fit with your personality. And then from there, just make a list of like, okay, what are some things that really center me and ground me? For me, it's praying when I wake up, meditating for 15 minutes, 
And then I do 750 words. Um, it's actually 750words.com. It keeps track of like how many days in a row you write, but I do that for stream of consciousness. It's, it's similar to daily pages, like in the artist way mm-hmm. where you just like dump everything that's on your mind, any anxiety, any worries. So then that way you can move on to a creative act or creative action with a free, empty and clear mind. And um, so that's what my routine looks like right now. And then sometimes I'll do 20 minutes of yoga or 20 minutes of reading, depending on like what I'm feeling. Um, but in when I initially started, I usually had more things. And so the idea is by doing these things every morning, you will feel a sense of security, a sense of safety, a sense of like warmth doing this for yourself. And I'll give you an example of how this actually applies. So when I moved back from Switzerland, we lived in Los Angeles at the time. And then a month later, we moved to New York City. And I remember thinking, okay, I know how change works. The ego is going to freak out. It's going to hate the change. I'm going to revert to like my, like we always revert to like the systems we know, right? I don't, I don't know if you know that like quote better than I do, but um, basically like whatever your training is, that's what you revert to in crisis. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I have my anchor habits. Like I have my morning routine and I know how to wind down at the end of the day. So I decided before we even moved, I wrote down what my morning routine would be in New York City. So then that way I could feel a sense of security. And I had never done this before, so I didn't know if it would work. And so when we moved to New York City, I I think I like did like my SOS routine where it was like, okay, you have to do yoga twice a week and you have to meditate every day. Like that's non-negotiable, absolutely non-negotiable. And so I did those things and I adjusted so much better than I have ever adjusted to any change in my life. Like it truly anchored me in myself and it made me feel like my home and my center wasn't outward. It was inward. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't revolve around what place I was in, the people I was around. It revolved around me and like my spirit. And so that was a really cool experience. Wow. That is really cool. It, it, and I get it even more anchor. It's like, I also hear like anchoring into spirit, like into the stillness, into the wholeness, like being touching, touching point, you know, touching, making contact with it. I talk about that, especially when I work with like empaths and highly sensitive people is like, you have to create that touch point every day of finding the source within you, your stillness, your breath, even right. Just a moment. Um, that's really cool. I have so many questions. Um, (laughs) first of all, I love how you're making it feel easy. I think that people feel when they don't have habits and routines that habits are some elusive thing that is out there. And once they learn the seven minute routine, the two minute routine that like all the people are doing, then they'll have the in. And so then they're searching forever because they'll learn routines, but it doesn't, it's not the one that saved me. It's not. So the way that you're presenting it is like, you got to try it out. You got to ask yourself what works for you. And something else I, I that intuitively was coming to me is like asking yourself, like, what am I craving? What makes me feel grounded? What makes me feel that sense of safety? Because some people, it might even be like a bath or something. And that's part of your evening routine because it is safe like the womb. So what, as you're speaking, I'm just really present to the fact that a routine or a habit 
isn't just the right journal prompt. It's not just the right meditation or affirmation. It can be for sure, but it's what works for you. And so I just love the way you're describing that. It's so refreshing that it's okay to ask like, what makes me feel good? What makes me feel grounded? What type of person am I? Is it someone else? Is it going within? Is it stillness? Is it water? Is it art? Like, what is it? Um, I think that's so cool. So something that I wanted to ask, you were saying a few minutes ago about like non-negotiable show up every day, even if you don't want to. So what I really want to say to that is What about when you really don't want to? And I don't just mean like resistance is at a head. I mean, like you have the flu, you have pain, you are moving. And so all day you were so incredibly busy or there's those days where just everything is nuts and you're drained. And, you know, there are a few times in life when you're really not like energetically wanting to show up. So I almost want to ask like, Is there a way we can meet in the middle where like we pare down our routine? You said something about an SOS routine. Like, is there sort of the everyday routine and then the times when we actually are going through something where life is abnormally busy or we're drained or sick or tired? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. And I love that you asked because I know that life can get crazy sometimes. And I've had parents tell me sometimes my you know, childcare situation changes and then I get thrown off or like different things. And so there's always grace and everything, right? So if things get crazy or you're sick or just a mental health type of situation, just don't beat up on yourself. Don't beat up on yourself if it's not perfect, if it's not, if the day isn't working the way that you want it to, because this is meant to help you and support you. And so if support looks different, on that day for you, that's totally fine. Like I've had days like that still where I don't do my full routine, but I say, well, at least do meditation for five minutes, Mm. three minutes. Like what's the minimum that you can do that day and then be okay with that. I think that would be my instinct because here's the thing. This is something that I have been learning myself as well. Um, But we know the answers that we need. I think me included, we've been trained to think that there are experts and there are people outside of us that know better than we do. And that's an an unlearning that I'm trying to create within myself. But it's like, no, you actually have all the answers you need. And my hope for everyone listening is that you can get that trust in yourself again. And so if you have those days where you're feeling bad, just ask yourself, what do you need? What do I need? And, and just allow the answer to be okay. Yeah. I love that. And I think that stillness when everything else, when shit hits the fan, when you're physically busy or you're physically ill, stillness is always something that you can commit to for five minutes before you go to bed in the morning. You know, I, I love that you said that because I've been finding that recently the days that are exceptionally busy when my son who's one, um, is napping, I've been like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'll be like, hang on. First, I need to meditate for literally five or 10 minutes. I'll do like a guided track or beautiful music. I'll lay down. I like make the space for it, even though I actually have a million things to do. Clients, home, you know, lots of stuff that needs to be done. That's the thing that if nothing else can get done, if I'm not journaling and yoga and all the other things, I will revert to, or not revert, but I will focus on just stillness. So I love that you said that. 
Yeah, no. And I love that you said that as well, because it actually made me think of Deepak Chopra and um, the seven spiritual laws of success. He talks about four things that if you do it every day will keep you aligned. Yes. Okay. So maybe you can help me. Okay. If you're listening, she we're on video. So she held up the, the book, but okay, perfect. So then maybe you can help me figure out the fourth one. Cause for the life of me, I can't figure out all four, but he says, if you experience this or think about this every day, then you will automatically plug into the, the laws essentially and experience their um, manifestations. And he says, if you can get in silence, nature, non-judgment, and then one other thing that you will just immediately click into universe. And I love it because you said silence. And then, so even then, like, even if you're like, I can't do my routine, can you plug into one of those silence? Um, Nature, taking a five minute walk, non-judgment, that's a key thing. Like, can you not judge yourself right now for not being able to do it? And then, dang it, that fourth one. I can't think of it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. The book. <laughs> yeah. Like, hang on. We're just going to take a quick reading break. I know. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I, it would probably be at the beginning because I do remember what you're talking about. But anyway, I, I love that because it's true. It's like you can cut through everything with silence. And I do agree. Nature, non-judgment. But like silence is something that is free. It's something we can all access. And I actually think that it helps us to overcome our own resistance because how many of us have a hard time meditating, have a hard time not reciting the grocery list in our head or whatever. So if you take stillness, it it is inner work. It really is. Learning to be still is inner work. So you're still doing work. You're also loving yourself, recalibrating, coming home, anchoring. I just love that. Yeah, exactly. That's so exactly. good. So um, what do you feel like people struggle with most in this whole area? Like when they're coming to you and they, you know, it's hard to have that routine. What are the things that you see the most that we're struggling with? I would say, um, I would say the consistency for sure. People always say, I, I like the idea, but I don't know how to be consistent or they feel like they have so much going on in their life that, um, they don't know how to prioritize or like make it an important part of their day. Um, I'm trying to think of like other ones. Yeah. I think initially a lot of people think, Oh, I don't have time for it, but I try to make it very clear. And like the, the guide that it's okay. Like you make it what you want it to be. And it can be 10 minutes. It can be five minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Um, Yeah. So I would say those are pretty much the struggles. And for the consistency part, I just say, don't beat yourself up because even I'm not consistent. It's just more about having it as a habit and doing it as often as you can. And then when you aren't consistent, just asking why, Hey, like, I'm curious what's going on. Why can't I do like, what's stopping me from doing it every day? And then kind of like digging deeper from there. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really easy one. And as you were saying, like, I don't have time. And then it's like, do what you can. I almost saw like a sliding scale, Like, you know, I have three children and a full business at this season in my life compared to five years ago, compared to 10 years from now, I have the least time I've ever had for like personal space and self-care. But I, I try to look at it as almost like there's some sort of percentage and not an actual percentage, but like say you're really busy. Okay. Your morning routine or your evening or your self-care time, 
looks like this. This is how much time. But later in life or five years ago, like I had more time. So it could expand. And some people say like, I meditate for non-negotiable an hour a day. Well, some people in their life don't have time for that. Other people do. So just knowing that like whatever you can is the sort of percentage you get in, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. And I love that um, analogy and like that visual of people being in different f- places of their life. And by the way, that's incredible that you have three kids and you're running a business. I feel like running my businesses on its own without kids is insane. So I can't imagine, you know, how that must be for you, but you probably, because you're so aligned and good with the energy stuff, I'm sure you figured out ways to make it flow better, which is awesome. Um, but another thing that I like to say about morning routines is, Yes, it's about the morning routine. It's about the habit. But I feel like on a deeper level, you're communicating to the universe, to God, to other people that your time matters and you are in control of it. So I like to also talk about productivity. I think it goes hand in hand, but it's to me, productivity is a spiritual thing because time and the time that you have is a sacred right. Like the fact that I have time to give and to spend doing things and I have the choice to do it is a very sacred thing. And I feel like when you do a morning routine, you're showing that I'm being deliberate. I am being deliberate. I'm showing up. I'm telling the universe that I matter. I'm here. I'm connecting. I'm ready to receive. And I feel like if you don't, then you're kind of just it's what I call the difference between managing your time and owning your time. So when you're managing your time, think of a manager, right? At a store or a business, they are there to juggle whatever is thrown at them. They have no decisions. I mean, not saying no decisions, but most of the time they don't do the strategy or the high level thinking or the deliberate movements. They just put out fires and juggle what's given to them. Mm -hmm. So when you think of time as, oh, I'm managing it, that's more of a victim mentality. Like you're being acted upon and you don't have a choice. But when you own your time, you are taking back the reins. You are deciding what goes in, what emotion or what action goes in the driver's seat and you decide how you start your day. And so I feel like a morning routine is almost like an act of like, not defiance, but like almost saying to the world, like I matter and I am going to take charge of my time and, and what I'm focusing on. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. When you show the universe, look, I'm showing up here. There's a saying that says something like you take one step, the universe takes 10. And whether it's abundance, health, self-love, relationship, mindfulness, when you show up, the universe a hundred percent goes like, oh, there's someone who knows what they're here for, knows what they want, is focusing on something, and I will give them extra juice to help that process be easier. And I I really, truly believe that's when pieces move, where someone may say like, hey, I got this great morning routine, or do you want to join me for a meditation class in the morning? Or, you know, your kid's you explain to them what's happening and they actually let you do it. It's like the invisible pieces start moving, but you have to commit first, no matter what it is, right? You have to commit first. I totally 100% believe that. So I'm definitely going to put the the link to your guide in the show notes. But if somebody is hearing this and going, yeah, yeah, I want that. And I can can feel people going, but seriously, where do I start? Like, yes, okay, go within. What do I need? But like, I've sabotaged myself so many times. I've let myself down so many times. I've tried so many times. Like, I want to do this right. I feel like I'm kind of a mess when it comes to routines. Like, where do I start? I can feel that person um, 
wanting to know physically where to start? Yes, that's a great question. Um, So first, again, what resonates with you on a personality level? Are you practical? Like, I know I need it to be the same every day. Are you action-oriented? I need things to be different. Are you social? I know I'm going to have to have a friend with me. Are you emotional? Okay, I need quiet time and introspection. So first, I would be like, okay, that's my personality. Because a lot of times that'll fix that problem of not continuing because now you're thinking of it from what aligns with you. And so once you figure that out, I would recommend that you, if you like brain dumping or making lists, I would just make a list of things that make you happy and fill you up. Reading books, writing, um, taking walks, um, you know, whatever. I don't, tell me, do you have any that come to mind for you like meditating or mm-hmm. what, what do you feel like fills you up? Me personally, at this point in my life and as a person, it's quiet and it's stillness. Um, And what I would say is like alone time, like self-reflection, a space where like I don't have to be anywhere and I just have my space. So to me, it would be that. And I would have a journal close for what comes forward because that's when Mm. my good, my, my gold comes out. (laughs) I love that. No, I love that. And I feel like mine's pretty similar where I like to be quiet and like uninterrupted and I definitely writing. That is my everything. Like I feel like every inspiration I've received has come through that. So I know for sure writing would have to be in that morning routine. So just think of the things, have fun with it, like have fun, what fills you up, Um, and if it helps you think what maybe didn't work before, like, was there a reason that something didn't work before and just have, tuck it away in the back of your mind and and just be aware of it so that you can only focus on the things that actually fill you up. And then I would just, I mean, if you're like driving right now or walking or whatever, and you can't write it down, I would just seriously, yeah, pick two things that you can start tomorrow or today, like pick two things. 10 minutes, start small, start manageable. And then from there, you can work your way up to a more substantial one. I would say, I would say that action breeds clarity more than just thinking about it or stewing on things. Like just take action. Whatever action will get you one step closer to that end goal, you just do it. Mm, yeah. I like to say that that action creates confidence. Like so often we're waiting for the confidence to take the action, like waiting to be brave to get on stage or waiting to love ourselves to go out on a date with someone or waiting, 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 right? Waiting to have the time to create a routine, but we have to create the action first. So I, I absolutely love that you said that. And as you were talking, I, I heard it in a new way, which is great because I love when you have those like activating moments where you're like, oh, and when you're talking about the personality type, and what really works with you initially, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I just got this flicker of like, why you're saying that is when you pick something that's actually exciting to you, you want to get up and do it. And I know that's so simple. And you had basically said that, but I'm just going like, (laughs) oh, if I knew I was waking up to alone time (laughs) versus thinking I have to wake up to someone else's routine or some exact journal prompt, even journaling, which I love, if I had to wake up to some specific thing, I would go like, meh, 
But if I'm waking up to just like alone time and let's see what comes of it, or, you know, let's roll up my yoga mat and get into a stretch and get quiet. It's like that actually excites me. It makes me want to get up tomorrow morning and do it. So I just kind of it landed in a new way is like pick things that are actually exciting, not just like that sounds spiritual or that sounds neat really, what are you craving? Is it like a hot shower? Maybe get up and have a hot shower at 5 a.m. when no one else is awake or something, right? And I was even hearing too, if you don't know what to do, if even with all these examples, if you get up and just get into stillness and try to call forward, like what does my morning routine need to be? You could probably then, you know, get closer to what actions would serve you just by waking up and being in silence to ask that. <laughs> exactly. You know, I love that you said that. It's 100% true that you know the answer. And and you're right. Like we, it's, it's an enjoyment. Like this is not just another thing to check off, you know, on the list to do or whatever like that. You just, you need to make it enjoyable. And I feel like and me included, we don't allow ourselves to have joy. Like as we get older, as much as we did when we were kids, like as a kid, it was totally fine just to sit in my room and listen to music all day and not have any other plans. Like that was totally fine. But now I feel like I would feel resistance to be like, oh, I can be more productive or I can be this. So it's like, just let yourself breathe into and ease into enjoying again, just for the sake of enjoying. And then, like you said, receiving and downloading whatever comes to your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because I think that the routine, again, has doesn't have to be something specific. It's you anchoring to you. So I even heard like, mm. like, what do you enjoy? It's like, oh, I enjoy brewing this like really amazing tea and like sitting and smelling it. And like, I just feel so calm. It's like, well, then wake up and do that. Like, it really doesn't have to be any one thing because that is going to be really productive for some people to connect them to source. That's maybe when their intuition is going to come forward and they're going to, you know, feel that self-love or connection to their body or what. Whatever. Whereas someone else, it is journaling those like coachy prompts or whatever else, right? Like just that, that's so beautiful. I love how you explain it. Yeah. Thank you. And I know um, what comes to mind as well is James Clear and Atomic Habits. He talks about having a reward at the end of it. So even if it's like, okay, if I do my routine and at the end of it, I get my favorite smoothie or I get to write my book, like that for me is something I realized actually brings me so much joy. And granted, you know, a morning routine, you're going to have days, even if you do it perfectly, where you don't feel as good as you like. And that's totally normal and totally fine. Um, but I recognize that when I do my routine, and then the first thing I do after my routine is my most important creative work, which right now is writing a book. I It is like night and day when I write my book and then when I don't. The days that I do... I feel happy on top of the world. Like I am kinder to my husband. I'm kinder to everyone I talk to. Things don't bother me as much because there's some like magic that happens when you know deep down that you are investing in what you feel your purpose is in this moment because our purpose changes, right? No matter who we are, it's going to change based on the seasons of life. And so my purpose right now is to write this book. And then when I don't write it, and I allow myself to get into distractions. Like I'm still creating things, but it's not the thing. Mm -hmm. I notice I'm more irritable. I'm more fuzzy. I'm more um, distracted in general. I feel just 
lower vibration. So you truly lift your vibration and clear and how just get immense clarity when you're doing what you're supposed to do. So if you can put that in your routine, please do. And if you can do your routine and then do your most important work, even if it's for 15 minutes or 30 minutes, do it first before you serve the clients, before you log on for work, before you whatever, make it important and then see how you feel. I would love to hear if if anyone listening to this tries it out, like let us know how you feel because it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I do like that reward. I think that's the way our brains work. I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with giving yourself that reward. And um, and it's interesting when you say reward because sometimes it is like, I'm going to go have my smoothie. But other times I, I feel you where I'll have a busy day and say there's something I need to do for a client. And I love my clients. I love serving them. So sometimes that's even like, okay, I got to get down to business. I have the checklist. And I'll be like, wait a minute get mindful still, and then you get to do the checklist. Like some days the checklist is actually what I want to do because I'm like ticking things off. I'm being productive in my day. So it can be something like a pedicure or a smoothie or a, you know, whatever else, or it can be like, I do this so that I can get on with my day with high vibes, serve the world, or even pay my bills or go to work or whatever else. You can actually treat that too, like a, like a reward. It's like, I get to now go out and do my life. Right. Yeah. Or I get to do these things with good energy and alignment. Mm. Like I'm checking off this list and I feel good and I know I served myself and now I'm serving someone else. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting because it's funny. Like now that I think about it, the morning routine also helped me change my mindset in so many ways. Like the things that I look at that have changed because of it. So yeah, it's really, it's funny. Like it seems like just something that you do, but it really like again, anchors and roots you into your truth and into a new way of living and a new way of being. And then that snowballs into like your actions and your beliefs and all those things. Yeah, definitely. So what would you, um, I I was just thinking about what about routines and practices and that sort of thing that aren't just morning and evening? Like, you know, I, I, as a business owner, and I tell my husband this all the time, like I'm just learning how to be more productive, how to get the things done I need to get done, how to also care for myself and not just be in my office all day and realize like I didn't even eat for the last (laughs) seven hours. Like, you know, balance really. I think that there's real power in finding routines that work. Like say on Thursdays is the day I do all my finances or after a client session, I go chug a bunch of water and take a quiet moment or if I've been sitting for this many hours, I get up and stretch or even things like I don't do more than three appointments in a day, whether it's client sessions, recordings like this. So there's almost kind of like these sort of routines and habits that kind of go into boundaries, kind of go into like just taking care of yourself. How can we notice those two that aren't just about morning and evening, but more about how to keep our cup full, how to stay feeling good in a day? That's great. And you've mentioned so many great ones already. It's basically having systems. Mm -hmm. I call them systems for your life and your business. And so you've mentioned already some great ones where you keep like tasks on certain days. So like if Thursday's your finance day or like Monday's your client work day, Tuesday's your marketing and business development day, and then keeping those tasks in those days, that will already free up so much just energetic weight because you're no longer having to keep it in your head or figure out time to 
fit things, like they already fit somewhere. And so Mm -hmm. you can kind of like relax from that. And then what I like to do is every Friday or Sunday, um, I will look at the week coming up and I schedule in my morning routine before anything, like before I even write down appointments, whatever. My morning routine is written down and you can do it on your phone too. I just like the act of writing. Mm -hmm. And, And then I schedule in lunch every day for that week. And then I schedule in my workouts. And then I schedule in stop times, like when I stop working. And then that's when I schedule in meetings. So client calls. I mean, sometimes, you know, the client calls are scheduled. Um, oh, this is how I solved that. Because I was like, sometimes I, I would want to schedule in my workouts or my lunches, but then I realized, oh my gosh, all these client calls are in this window and I can't do it. So now I have a rule similar to you where it's like, okay, I only do three calls max in the client days that I work with clients. And then they all start 1 p.m. and later. Mm. So I know every week that my mornings are up to me. So I can put my morning routine, I can put my lunch, I can put my workout. And then after that, that's when I typically have calls. So like, it's almost like creating boundaries for yourself and knowing, okay, I'm the gatekeeper. And this is when, sorry, I'm gonna have to move my chair. (laughs) I've been trying to move it earlier. Um, So yeah, I would do that. And then I'm trying this new thing right now that I just learned so I feel like it's doing great, but I'll just share it in case it resonates with someone. But it's from Brendan Bouchard and he talks about having motivation triggers. So anytime he walks through a door, he says, I'm a happy man entering this space ready to serve. So like he'll naturally, like he's to the point where anytime he walks through a door, that sentence runs in his mind. And so I'm trying to do that when I walk through a door, when I sit down to work, um, you know, like every time I sit down, I tell myself I am a woman of action and do the output that starts me on the path because I've gotten into a bad habit of wanting to do things that really don't get me towards my goal. It's just to distract me and make me feel better. So, um, yeah, I would say motivation triggers are helpful. And then, I mean, habit tracking, like I have on my planner right now, in addition to scheduling all those things ahead of time, I check it when I do my morning routine, when I write, I try to exercise or walk 15 minutes at least every day. So making sure you do that. And um, yeah, I think it's a lot of checking in. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's like checking in and being like, okay, what's serving me? What's not serving me? And not being afraid to try new things or change them. Because I find too that I tend to want to keep doing the same thing because I'm used to it, but not because it's actually serving me. Um. So yeah. And I think just knowing what your priorities are too. I'm sorry. I'm like, I keep throwing all these things out, but I'm just like looking at my planner. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a done by 5 p.m. Friday uh, list where three things that I need to have done by 5 p.m. on Friday. And it's those three things that are the most important this week. And that's what I schedule into my days to make sure I get done. And then I have to let everything else be okay, not getting done, just let it go. Like, I think that's the hardest part is knowing there's always going to be something that you can focus on, but what is truly important and you're just going to have to let go of the rest. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And and I, I love too that, again, you make this sound 
so refreshing and relatable that, you know, you, I'm sure, have created all of the little systems that you've created from your own problems, for lack of a better word, right? Done yeah. by 5 p.m. Why is that? Because you probably had times where you'd be on a Saturday being like, oh, I got to get this last stuff. I didn't finish it. Or Friday's this crazy day or you're working till eight and you probably realize this does not work. It makes me irritable and the other things. So yep. you created that, right? So I just, again, want to say that like, it's good and healthy to look at what's not working in your life and then almost, okay, what routine or habit do I need to start to shift that, to, you know, change that. And I noticed the same thing too, is like, there's days where I will work till nine or so is a cutoff, but then there's three days a week where I do not work in the evenings. It's a non-negotiable so that I'm with my husband, I'm doing this, but I do have those days that when I have extra things to do, I can work late. And then I'm like stoked to be working late. Other days I'm like, nope, but it came from me every night trying to like get this done and get that done and feeling tired and not taking weekends off. And I just was like, this doesn't work. I can't be with my kids and half working. I can't be sneaking off upstairs to check my phone, to check in with this or finish a PDF for someone like that has to be done in office hours. I can't do this. So I created a habit around it. So I love how you're saying that too, is like throughout your day, it's like, what works for you, what doesn't. And I love the example of the schedule. I've just started doing that where one week a month, I book no appointments, nothing, no podcast interviews, no clients, nothing. And that has given me so much relief and makes me able to get a lot more done in the other three weeks. I'm like, this is my time to go. I soon will have a week where I don't have any appointments and it's all just sort of flow. So what I wanted to ask too, is what about the people that don't have control over their schedule in this moment. They have a job where they are told when to show up. And even if, you know, they want to move into that and entrepreneurship maybe, but right now they can't. How do we bring habits and routines into a life that does have us structured with, you know, times and sort of someone else's schedule? Oh yeah. And I feel so much for people in that situation. Like I know it's not hard to feel like your time is yours when you're working for someone else. Um, I actually worked with L'Oreal for a project here in, in New York City for about five or six months. And it was like 24-7. And, you know, I was in the office 40 hours a week. And then even then you'd answer emails afterwards. And I was still running. I had some copywriting clients, but like they that was my main one at the time. And I remember morning routine, absolute must. Like... I mean, I granted, I woke up at 6 a.m. to work for an hour and a half before I went into the office. And then I would work on my lunch break on my stuff. And then after hours, most of the time I would let myself be done because to me, I'm like, okay, I can do better if I just work in the daytime and then I can unwind when I get home. Um, but honestly, it's just a matter of how badly you want that piece and also how badly you want the other thing. Um, I think. If you can absolutely have a morning routine and if you can get up like an hour, like give yourself an hour before work to work. And then maybe at lunch, you could even walk. Like sometimes I would take a walk during lunch to make sure that I was like refreshing my energy, my mind. Um, And then like even during the day, like instead of sitting at my desk, I know that like right now it's kind of a weird situation because we're working from home. Um, but even if it's just like taking a quick five minute break and just walking around the building or your house or your apartment, or like stepping outside for two seconds, like just, 
I notice that when I feel overwhelmed and anxious and unsure of what action to take, it's because I'm feeling burned out. And so if I just step away for a few seconds, come back, then I can usually have more clarity on what's most important. Um, And then I would say if you can work a little bit on your passion or what you're pursuing after work, that's great. But I think the number one thing is know what actually makes a difference. Because when I was working with L'Oreal, when I was doing other things, I actually got more done sometimes than I do now, even though I have so much more time. It's because I had no choice but to pick only the things that move the needle forward. Like that's another thing that a lot of my clients and my audience struggles with is how do I know what's a priority? Well, a priority is something that matters more than something else. Like everything you could possibly do is not created equal. So if your goal is to launch a business or if it's to bring a certain amount of extra income, what is the one thing, Gary Keller, the the book, the one thing, what's the one thing that I can do right now to make more money or to launch this or to whatever your goal is that by doing it, everything else becomes unnecessary or easier. Mm -hmm. So it really is just about everything we've talked about. It's about simplifying. Like you said, things aren't as hard as they need to be. It's actually more simple. It's just that we don't know how to say no to things. And so I don't know if that answered your question, but that's like initially what came to mind. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, I think that it's true. It's like, I, uh, how bad do you want this? You know, and you are efforting somewhere anyway. So either you're efforting thinking like, oh, I wish I did this and I feel ungrounded and I feel unhealthy and I want to do this and I wish, or you're efforting by getting up a little earlier or creating those associations. Like you were saying, like Brendan Bouchard, I love that, like creating, you know, triggers um, that are good triggers in that way. And, And I'll do that when I get in my car. I, first of all, always have a full bottle of water and I just make a thing to myself that wherever I'm going, I have to drink the bottle of water before I get home, whether it's, you know, just going out quickly or I'm going to be out all day. doesn't matter. I have to finish that bottle of water. The other thing I do is I was explaining to you before we hit record the her work. And when I get in my car, I embody her. I'll like stand up a little straighter. I'll just take a breath and go, okay, like be her right now. And I will drive being her for as long as I can remember. And sometimes then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot I was, you know, but it'll be, you know, two minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And I will stand up straighter. I'll listen to music that she's listening to that me that is already living the dream life, but that's sort of an association. And so things like that, like you're saying, you can still do those, whether you have a nine to five, whether you have seven children, whether you, um, you know, whatever your life is, you can still create those habits in your life that basically support you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love the embodying your future self and and letting yourself feel that feeling. I think that's so powerful. And I also know too, Brendan said that it's just this video I watched recently. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. It's about having an action mindset. And he says that when you have a new idea or, you know, business idea or whatever, if you can't spend 30 minutes a day on it, then it's not really a dream for you. So Mm Even if it's like you can only spend 30 minutes a day chipping away at that idea, great, do that. And I think it comes down to we all have this idea that we have to spend all this time. I have to spend hours and hours in order to do this or nothing at all. No, actually, you can spend 30 minutes a day and get closer to what you want to do. Like, I think it's releasing that pressure on ourselves and allowing us to 
to maybe go a little slower or at least chip away a little bit more, but know that that's, that's still just as powerful as if you had all the time in the world to do whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually more powerful. You know, I'll teach that, uh, that it's sh- like, we're talking about, it shows the universe that you're consistently showing up. And I, the way it occurs to me is there's absolutely no universal being up there, like ticking their watch, being like, you only spent five minutes because intention is everything. So if your half an hour is once a day or it's two 15 minutes before and at the end of your day, you know, source is going like, good job. Like your highest self is like, yes, we're doing it. This, I continuously show up. And I think there's something so powerful in that exactly that we think we have to do all this time. But I think that's just a distraction from not doing the freaking 10 minutes that's going to serve you or that, you know, because we think I can't do two hours. Well, you know, wipe my hands clean of that idea. I tried. Netflix it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all or nothing. And I have a workout routine that I do. Um, I have a, a trainer and then we're working together and she creates me these 11 minute videos. And the goal is to do them every day. And so most days I do my 11 minutes and I also see her, you know, go to her, train with her a few times a week and all that. But I said to her one day, I was like, oh, it's it's neat because it's 11 minutes. I notice it really turns my muscles on. It really kind of gets me set up and, you know, activated my muscles and everything activated for the day. And she's like, yeah, if you do that every day, think of that. That's 77 minutes at the end of a week. And I was like, that's awesome. Whoa. That's like over an hour by something that is so small. So just like you're saying, like it does make a compound effect. There is a momentum, even from something as small as say 11 minutes a day, right? 11 minutes, most day, that's still going to be at least an hour a week of you, whatever it is, exercising, journaling, whatever it is, right? Oh my gosh. I love that. And it reminds me again of James Clear and Atomic Habits where he talks about, so it, it, this is a concept in psychology as well with your neurons and how they fire, like a certain amount of chemicals have to combine. And then once it hits the line or the threshold, it shoots the signal. And so he talks about that with habits where you're, you're doing the same thing every day, every day, every day. And you may feel like nothing's changing. You may feel like there's no progress, but he's like, you are making that compound effect. And eventually it's going to hit that line or that threshold and everything you're working on is going to skyrocket and just shoot up. And it's going to feel like it's overnight to other people, but you know, you've been compounding that effort slowly, but surely behind the scenes. And it's actually funny because my business coach, I hired one for the first time this last year. And she actually pointed out to me how effortless my copywriting business is because I told her, oh, I have all the systems set up. Like everything's running like clockwork. I have processes, um, even getting clients because I don't care as... I love my clients, but like because I don't care as much as I do with a good space, like to me, that's like my passion and my purpose. Um, but like the clients just come to me. Like I haven't really had to go out and like force it at all. And that's like a huge blessing. I really feel like God's supported me in that. But she's like, okay, you obviously figured out how to make it effortless with the like basically the least amount of effort possible. So how can we repeat that for the good space? Because I feel like it's not quite as effortless as I want it to be. Um, but she like, totally gave me that light bulb moment. It's like, wow, I'm actually achieving more with less effort. And it's all because of my systems, of my alignment, and just having that clarity. So I already know, and I've seen other people who do it on bigger levels, like people making 
million dollar launches and they just focused on getting aligned more than anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really not as forceful or as effortful as you think. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to take all the hours and drain you of all energy. In fact, it's the opposite. It fills you with energy in a very short amount of time. Absolutely. And it reminds me of this quote from Gary Keller, who's the author of The One Thing. Amazing book. If you want to get more clarity and focus and how to like prioritize things. But he, the, the quote more or less says that a lot of people don't succeed because of their constant like effort and work. It's in spite of that effort and work essentially. Like he basically is saying like people don't burn out and succeed because of their ability to burn out. It's in spite of it that they succeeded. And he basically is saying like, that's not a prerequisite for success, like burning out. Absolutely not. You can still have success and feel that peace in your life and within yourself. Yeah. It's almost like burnout's a badge of honor. Like look how much I have going on. Look how busy and successful I am. I'm, I'm torn or I'm ragged, you know, it's like I'm wasting away, but check it out. I'm super busy. I love that so much. So, okay. Um, I definitely want everyone to grab your morning guide. I got it and I love it. I think it's so beautifully laid out and just makes it easy for no matter what type of action and routine is going to serve you. You give lots of, you know, just help to form your own routine and to be inspired by what you do and what you, you know, you suggest. And so I absolutely love it. We'll, we'll of course, put that in the show notes. Um, Where else can people find you if they want to learn more about this and obviously your podcast? Can you share that with us? Yeah, definitely. I am on Instagram. So my username there is Francesca A. Phillips, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A-A Phillips with two L's. Um, That's my personal one. And then for the good space for the podcast, um, if on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, it's the good space podcast with Francesca Phillips. And then I'm also working on a productivity ebook with like a mindful twist and, um, I have that as well. So I I think it's linked on my Instagram. So if you just go there, it should be there as well. But that'll... I like go more in depth of like what I teach my clients for creating those systems in their life. And that includes the morning routine and other things that I think should be part of that process. So yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So before we go, I'd love to ask you, I love to ask my guests... What do you think is the most important thing to focus on when wanting to, we could say either manifest or create change or just step into that life that we know we're meant for? What do you think is the most important thing? Connection. Connection to that vision and to yourself. I I have done so many things in my life that I felt like I needed to do because an expert was saying it or someone in the same industry was doing it. And it always failed because it never fully felt connected or aligned with who I was or my purpose. But as soon as I started connecting every day to that purpose and doing what you do, where you feel that future version of yourself, you feel her emotions and you know what she's wearing, you know the environment she's surrounded and you feel that, then my actions and my decisions naturally align to go towards that. And it's and it doesn't become a fight anymore. It just becomes an alignment. And so I would say that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so perfect because it is truly about 
what is going to serve us. And yeah, someone else's routine may deeply serve you, right? A lot of people say, I learned this routine from this person. It changed my life. But um, ultimately, it has to feel good and serve you. And I love that. It's perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I know everyone's going to want to check you out. I'll put all your links in the show notes and all of that. And I just thank you for what you're doing. I can't wait to see more of what you're doing and get that ebook and just be around your energy because it is, you, you make it easy. You make it feel like we can do this. We can create routines that feel good. We can give ourselves the grace to flow and change and, you know, love our ourselves through it. And I really think that you embody why this is important. It's not just because you should, it's because that's the way to be the person that you know you are meant to be and really have that life that supports you. So thank you so much. Yes. And thank you for creating such a wonderful show and your energy as well. I can really feel how grounded and rooted you are and feel so good speaking to you. And I'm sure your audience really just resonates and and heals and feels uplifted when they are in your world. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you loved it. Before I go, I want to acknowledge you for taking time out of your day to fuel your spiritual connection and manifest your future. I know you're busy and just listening to this raises your vibe, resets your belief and creates a positive ripple effect into your life and you are doing such a good job. I am honored that you invited me into your life and into your ears. It's a beautiful thing and I truly appreciate it. Remember, you are a powerful creator who is creating the most beautiful life as we speak. So today, I cheers to you.